Welcome, everybody, to CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry, from Major League Baseball to the NBA, NFL, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City, from the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Chicago, thank you for joining us again. Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, CSCR, on WCN, the Windy City Sports Network. I want to thank everybody who's on our Facebook page, on our Twitter accounts, following us, liking us, spreading the word. Thank you, everybody. Good stuff going on on social media. Follow us on Twitter, guys, at WCSN, the number three. Like us on our Facebook page, Windy City Sports Network. You can listen to us. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and it will be soon to be in TuneIn Radio. We are RA, Red Rebel Army, two-thirds of the Chicago Tree Party. I'm Big Nick. And I have Mush Jackman with me tonight. Hey, Chicago. Glad to be here today. I think we're going to have a fun and interesting show for you guys. It's going to be Bulls talk. We're going to go over the Eastern and Western Conference conference Finals of the NBA playoffs. I uh, got some predictions to follow up on and what we stated. And then we're going to actually end up going through and talking about uh, some Bulls rumors that are going around. Some interesting Bulls rumors. Right? Yeah, a lot of Bulls news since they're not playing right now. More interesting almost than when they're playing. Yeah, in a way. It's like they, they, they're off, and now there's more uh, more conversation about them going on in, in the offseason. So June 26th is the draft. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well, too, a little bit towards the end uh, of the show. But I, I really want to go over some of that. I do have um, a projected mock draft, too, I think will be available. So we're going to go over that a little bit, uh, and I'll talk about some of the athletes. Uh, I do actually watch college basketball more than I do college football, so I do know a little bit more extensively about some of the college basketball players than I do some of the college football players. So I want to dig into that a little bit to see what's going to happen. But again, after we're done with the Eastern Conference, Western Conference final talk, we don't know if we're going to have those two picks this year. Right. So we're going to get a dig deep into that because we may have them, we may not have them. We'll see what happens. But um, it's looking good. Uh, and for the first time in Chicago, I guess our name and, and our city is thrown out there 
uh, and put up against free big free agent names, which we haven't seen in a very long time. Oh yeah, it makes it an exciting uh, off season for the Bulls. I mean, you got one of the top players names being linked with Chicago with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, two Carmelo, top. Yeah. yeah, yes, two exactly two Carmelo Anthony and uh, Kevin Love. So I mean, it's it's a nice. Fantasy offseason hopefully can become reality with one of those guys. Uh, we possibly can become the new Miami Heat in, <laughs> uh, by next year. We'll see. Hopefully we will. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I've always loved Jerry Reinsdorf, and I think if he does anything, I think he'll be the guy to do it who wants to bring it back to Chicago. So I, I would really, I think he's the guy who can do it. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think Paxson's he's... got the brains. Yes. So, I mean, I, I really think Paxson's a great uh, president. He was a great general manager. I think he built the future with all those trades he did and the draft picks he brought into Chicago. So I think he's doing great things. I mean, I'm a huge Bull fan, and, and part of me is people that know me is because I... I do rant a lot about Chicago sports, and it's because the owners and and the owners don't really put forth and care about their fans or about winning. Um, the Bulls are different. I think the Bulls and and Jerry Reinsdorf really wants to win, and he really tries to make a name for himself. Obviously, everyone's in it for the money, and that's why I'm a Sox fan and I'm not a Cub fan because of that simple reason. Because Jerry Reinsdorf owns the White Sox. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. There's some serious effort in trying to make the Bulls uh, contenders, and well, more than contenders, champions again. Yeah, and it'd be a good thing to see for the first time since Jordan left. So, conference finals, uh, good stuff going on. Uh, I think in both scenarios, if we look at uh, if we look at the total scenario of what's going on in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, Game One happened in the Indiana in, in Miami. Yes, and we all saw Game One. Indiana beat the hell out of Miami, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Indiana's going to beat Miami." Yeah, I mean it's fool's gold. It happens to Miami in the past where teams come out and they beat them in the first game. And where are we sitting at right now? We're sitting at 3-1. Possibly eliminated tonight. Yeah, tonight they play tonight and uh, possibly elimination. And uh, I wouldn't bet against it, guys. Yeah, I think Miami's going to take it. And and do you still have the predictions written? We, We picked Miami, right? Yes, obviously. Yeah, we picked Miami. So yeah, I, I mean, I, Miami's going to go. I, there's no question about that. I think Miami's the, the, the yeah, strongest Miami's team in the NBA it. right now. You can't, no question about it. You know, it's a shame that the Eastern Conference used to be so strong when we were growing up. You had the Celtics, you had the Detroit Pistons, you had the, of course, you had the Chicago Bulls. Have you seen on a side note? Have you seen Thirty for Thirty ESPN? Uh, the Bad Boys. Yes, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, brought back memories as I'm watching it too. Oh man, I remember like, most of it. that stuff like it was yesterday. I mean, yeah. we grew up in that era, so that was that was nice to see. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it's a shame that uh, Eastern Conference nowadays. I mean, you can't knock Miami for getting there to the finals and making it Eastern Conference champion if they win tonight. But it's nowhere as tough as it used to be. Yeah, we used to be the dominant te- uh, the dominant conference. conference, and now you're not there anymore. You literally only have Miami, and that's it. Yeah. Well, you had Indiana, too, and then obviously this happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So Eastern Conference, obviously Miami. I mean, We both picked them. Uh, the series, to me, has just been lopsided. After Game 1, I think it's just been – I mean, I think Game 2 was a little close. Yeah, a little bit. But then but after that, it's just yeah. been – Miami all day. Pretty, pretty easily. 
You know, we got a little spoiled, Big Nick. Was the first round of the playoffs being so exciting, a lot of seven games yes. and a lot of overtime. And then after that, it was just everyone was just dominating. Well, yeah, the second round was a little better. I mean, I mean, not better than the first round, better than right now, right? Well, no, no, actually, the West is good, but the Eastern Conference has kind of been a dud with uh, Indiana and Miami. Hopefully, Indiana can win tonight and, uh, you know, make it a little bit interesting, but... Uh, yeah, we got a little spoiled, and now yeah, it's, the first round was great, was awesome, and it was one of the most interesting playoffs I think we've seen in a long time. Right, and it kind of just petered out. Yeah, so I mean, overall, you're looking at uh, second. The second round ended up going Indiana Washington four two. You know what I mean? It was like okay, yeah, it wasn't. I no thought sense. Washington was going to give them more of a run. They didn't. I actually picked Washington, and yeah. I was wrong on that. Yeah, Brooklyn Miami four one. It was an yeah. ass whooping. Well. Brooklyn was in some of those games, and they couldn't score in the last four minutes. They had at least, they had the uh, last two games, one, well, not one, but they were winning in the first quarter, and they couldn't close it. The but, yeah, I thought that was going to go six, seven games yeah. also. The Spurs almost lose to Dallas in the first round. Yes. And then they just spank Portland. Yeah. Four, four games to one, and it's I mean, like, what happened there? We picked, we both picked the Spurs, but I thought it was Portland was going to give them a much tougher battle. Yeah, you, and then you, you saw it, what five or six? Yeah, Spurs, and yeah. then you got OKC and the Clippers, and that actually looked like a hell of a game one, and up until on two and two, and then OKC came through in the clutch and and took it. Yeah, and I I picked the Clippers on that one. I, I believe you picked OKC, right? I, yes, and I actually, and I'm going to go into it now when we're going into the Western Finals. Okay. Now San Antonio crushed Oklahoma, and then. All of a sudden, now Oklahoma just came back, and everybody wrote Oklahoma off. After 2-0, San Antonio was up. Everyone's like, that's it. Oklahoma's down. They're out. Right. And then Ibaka comes back, and, like, the living, walking, blocking machine is, like, literally brought them right back into the playoffs in their 2-2. He he disrupts what uh, the Spurs want to do. The Spurs, the first two games, uh, Tiago Splitter and uh, Tim Duncan. Did you see the Popovich interview? Which the, one? The there one was many he, funny ones. The one where he wasn't speaking? The last one he did. Oh, when he just, yeah. He just stood there and like didn't want to talk, and then he started talking. He said, we're live on TV, yeah. He's like, you know we're live on TV. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was pretty hilarious. I, I just think, uh, I think Popovich is one of the best coaches out there, too. And I, I think a lot of the things that he does with media is he just doesn't want to tell people his game plan. No, he doesn't. He's, He's like a been- Bilicek. Right, he is sort of like a Belichick. I think he speaks a little bit more than Belichick. Belichick is one of the most private and uh, secretive uh, interviewers I ever yeah, seen. Yeah, but he but does though because the NBA finds teams heavier than the NFL does. Oh, do they? Yeah, and if you have rough things with the media, they'll find you. Oh, okay. it's like mandatory. Man, the NFL they want is you mandatory to give, too. Give it a little bit. Yeah, they yeah. want a presence on TV, and that's why they force the coaches to have little mini interviews on the sidelines before quarters and stuff. I mean, Popovich makes some expressions and he has some emotions, whereas Belichick is pretty much stoic with his interviews. I mean, he doesn't hardly show any emotion. I'll tell you one thing. What happened right now or what's happening right now in OKC, that just put Ibaka on the map, man. I I mean, the guy was a good player before. I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't, but it just... It, it just moved him up the, a couple notches to make him an e- even more reliable and to put his name out in the market even more of of what he's capable of doing. Oh, no doubt. And what he provides to the to any team. Oh, yeah, this tremendously raises his stock. No yeah, doubt about that. Time. I mean, it changed the whole, like I was saying, uh, Tiago. I mean, split- think about it. You got Westbrook and Durant, and they can't beat San Antonio. No. Old guys. 
You know why? Because they were dominating the inside. Tiago and Tim Duncan and were Duncan, dominating yeah. the inside. They were shooting percentage was very high. They were passing each other. Then comes uh, Serge Ibaka. And he, he disrupts stopped, it. He stopped it. Yeah. He, he stops it. He blocks shots and he disrupts shots. He makes the guys take a harder shots. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Out of all the series right now, I I want to see OKC Miami. I think it'll be a better matchup. It'll be a more interesting game to watch. And I think overall, you're going to see a competitive game. If it goes to San Antonio, I don't want to see it. And the reason I don't want to see it is because I have a feeling Miami's going to beat the hell out of San Antonio because I don't think they match up well. And you're going to see some old guys just get their, the, their faces caved in. I mean, they took them seven games last year, though. I, I, I really don't. I can't see them doing that. I Who's going to block LeBron? Who's going to guard LeBron? In San uh, Antonio. Kawhi Leonard. He's a great defender. He, he bothered LeBron last year. Who's a little gonna, bit. Who's gonna, but no one can stop LeBron. Who's going who's gonna to guard Wade? Parker? No. They'll probably put Danny Green on him. He can, but Wade nah, is, he's decent. He's a decent defender. And then who's going to end up getting uh, a Bosch? Which I don't think Bosch is a great offensive presence. No, he just lays on the outside yeah. and drags the big man out. <laughs> so he dra- so you know I don't what even he, know why I even brought know, his name up. You know what his job is? His job is to clear the lane for LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he so goes they can on score the, shoot. Right, he goes on the outside and hopefully drags Tiago Splitter or Tim Duncan on the outside so the other guys can drive in. Yeah. What do you think of the coach of Miami? I think he is such a slap nut. I no. think the kid knows nothing. I disagree. I think he, is, uh, I think he just got put in there. Just so he can like literally be a face of the team. I don't think he's a good coach. No, and, I disagree. And you, and you see that sometimes because they argue on the sidelines. They do argue sometimes, not as much as before, though. And it's like he listens to LeBron and Dwayne Wade. It's like they're the coaches. They're the real coaches of the team. Well, LeBron's sort of like a floor leader, I agree. But I think Spolzer is very good. I think he had a big responsibility with all those guys coming in that they were guaranteed supposedly, quote-unquote, to win. And uh, the first year, as you remember, Here's everyone was thing. calling for him to kick him out. Have you ever seen Jordan or Pippen go nuts in the side or or on, on the on the bench when Phil Jackson was coach? No, Phil Jackson was a he, he was Phil Jackson controlled the bench. He every time there was a timeout or a twenty second timeout, you never saw them go nuts. Well, now, if Jordan ever did do anything like of that type of leadership, where he's showing that he's the floor leader, like you're saying LeBron is, he would never do it in the huddle. He would always do it like off the side before they got to fill. And he would have like that little huddle with just the five players on on the court and then they'd go in. But you've got you've got times where I'm watching the game and you've got LeBron, literally the coach is just sitting there looking at them and LeBron's yelling at the team. And it's like LeBron James is the coach. Well, he yells at the team. He's still not the coach. I think is a very good coach, my opinion. I think he does several good moves. I think he changes his lineup as he sees needed. He bring in Cole sometimes. Uh, he he's not scared to experiment with his lineup. I think he keeps all those stars in check. By, That's a heavy the, responsibility. You know, you got Wade, you got LeBron. They were both, as we spoke before, they were both fighting for uh, Alpha Dog. Yeah. And I think I think his game plan is good. I mean, he he spreads the lane. He spreads the shooters out. You got Allen. You got some of those guys before he had Mike Miller playing that role to give uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade running space to drive in the lane. I think his coaching is good, Big Nick. I think he's a very good coach. D- Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? I'm, I don't know. I I'm more I, used to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I guess. me too. Yeah, I'm just—I don't know. I just had to say that. Yeah. I, I, hopefully, we get free coffee all the time now. 
But yeah, I just I'm a Dunkin' Donuts guy. But anyways, Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals, uh, Miami. I think possibly. I don't think even Indiana has it in them to beat them today. I think Miami takes it four one today. Yeah, probably. Indiana don't got it. They're not playing, you know, last year. Their size bothered Miami with West, and uh, Hibbert was playing really hard and aggressive, well, more aggressively. This year, they kind of seem like the days ago. They're just going with the motions, and uh, they, they ain't doing nothing. And OKC, um, I, I can see OKC going seven games, possibly, and I see, I think it's going to go 4-3 OKC's way. I think San Antonio has one more in them. Yeah, well... The game five is going to be huge. Yeah. Whoever wins that one, of course, they you got know, the obviously, momentum. Yeah, obviously. I think they're going to tie it up at three again. I think whoever wins, they're going to tie the series up again. It's going to be three three, and they're going to go seven, and the OKC wins it. You know, I got to give Coach uh, uh, Scotty Brooks for uh, not just a backup, yes. but by putting uh, Jackson in there. Yeah, because uh, Tabo was having a hard time scoring, and he put Jackson. He wasn't afraid to make some changes, and that kind of pumped them up. I mean, Ibaka was the main factor. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Jackson helped them relieve some pressure off of the other how, guys. How many years has that been for the Thunder? Three, four years? They're like almost going to the conference yes, finals? Yes. Yeah. So they've yeah. got a, like a decent run going right now. Yeah, they got a run going. The only thing about OKC is sometimes they don't play the great passing game like I like to see like the Bulls played, like the Spurs played. I mean, some of those teams... They don't have no choice because they don't have great superstars like OKC in uh, Miami does that they can go one-on-one. But sometimes OKC, they dribble it up, dribble it up, shoot. They play a lot of isolation. I don't That's think not their the bench pro- is deep either, though. No, it's not super deep. That's the thing. And, and, and like, you got San Antonio who's got a decent bench. Or they got a good bench. You got, free, you got Bellinelli. Yeah, they got a good bench, but OKC starters are so good. That's the thing. And You've got Westbrook. Uh, Ibaka's good. Yeah. Durant is, I mean, come on, MVP this year. I mean, he's just overall, I think your starters are, are solid. Yeah, and you got a lot of speed and athleticism. probably your weakest guy. Right, he's a good defender, but offensively he's yeah. not making it this year. I mean, I mean, so far in the series, he could change things around and One get hot. One of his hot. buddies is in the draft this year from Switzerland. Oh. Cephalosha's buddy. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. And they're predicting him first round. Oh, okay. I saw some video earlier of him. He seems okay, but. Okay, yeah. There's a I, lot of Swiss, Swiss guys now come into the league. Well, that's nice thing about the NBA is they got a lot of mix of different players from different countries. And, it, you know, it's making it interesting. That uh, brings a lot of more fans around the world to watch. Yeah. But I think OKC's speed and athleticism is uh, giving uh, the Spurs some problems here. That's so I'm calling Miami OKC. Okay, well, I already picked the Spurs, but the way it's looking, it's looking like OKC's going to win, but I'm going to stick with the Spurs since I picked them, and, uh, and uh, we'll so see what's going to happen. So you think the Spurs are going to pull it off? I'm not sure. It looks like OKC is the way they're playing now, All right, I'm, but I'm going to go. Either way it goes, I'm calling Miami going to win the whole thing. Yeah, I hope they don't. I hope the West I don't wins. either, and I hope yeah. OKC goes because I'd really like to see Durant win it after he won the MVP. But I'm a big Kevin Durant fan also. You know what I was thinking about earlier too? It's like so It's so convenient, and, and that's why I think OKC's going to go. you got to think business here, and I know a lot of people always think that, oh, the NBA's fixing games because they want it to go seven so they can make more money. And I know here in Chicago we always had that question about the Seattle Supersonics versus the Bulls finals when – I think it was the first two games with all those blown calls by the refs, and everyone in Chicago thought that was fixed as well, too, because everyone knew we could have swept Seattle, but because they wanted to make more money, they extended the game to like to, to six games instead or whatever. Whatever the fact is, it's convenient that you're going to have the two top 
players that are carrying the NBA right now in the NBA Finals? LeBron James, Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah, in a, in a fantasy, in a, yeah. And it's almost that's like they're going to see. Yeah, and they're going to set that up because that's who's carrying the NBA right now. And they want the Lebr- the king versus Durantula. The teacher, yeah. And they're yeah. going to go at it, and they're going to see who the best who the best guy is. Now, that's why I think, I mean, you never know. If they want to give it to, to Durant to build him up a little bit even more, I mean, they already know LeBron. Everyone likes LeBron and all the stuff he's selling and all his, his shoes, his clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's out yeah, there already. Yeah, you, you look at the TV, and his commercials pop on so many times. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I think, in a way, if they give this to Durant, then that gives the NBA another, fa- uh, another faucet to, to go through that way and then and make, maybe make more money that that way yeah but i don't think they give it to anybody i don't think it's they do i don't it think like so that. either no. but I, i'm just saying I yeah mean, no i know what you it's mean it's convenient how the top two guys are in the finals right now well okc is talented enough to compete with miami if they play solid just sometimes i think they do too much isolation i see westbrook come up he's an awesome player but he just stops and shoots just for no reason it's, i like the way the spurs pass and stuff but uh i don't know they're having a tough time with okc all right so you agreeing Right now that it's Miami taking it? No, the whole thing? No, yeah. I'm going with the West, whoever comes out of the West. I picked the Spurs, so I'm going to so stay you th- with I picked. So you think the Spurs are going to beat the Heat if they go to the finals? Yeah, why not? Or OKC is going to beat the or Heat. Or OKC. Wow, that's yeah. ballsy. I still think Miami has some weaknesses, and it didn't show up against the Eastern you know, like Conference. Pat, do you know like Pat Riley, and he's telling you inside information or something? No, it's just, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you got the best player think, in the world. I don't think either of them can be. I, I think you can take the top starters of San Antonio, put them on OKC's roster so they can have the best lineup, and I still think Miami beats them. No way. Yeah. You know what? I picked the Spurs, but OK, if OKC wins, I think it's going to be a very interesting, like you have stated, very interesting finals because OKC's got the horses to play with Miami. And if Abaka, you know, uh, He's feeling good, it looks like. I'm he's like, going to do a lot of damage. I like the guy. The guy's awesome. He's, he's great. Yeah. And he's steadily improved each year in the NBA. When he first came, he couldn't hit that 15, 17-footer too much. Now he's making them. All right, so on Facebook, someone sent us the uh, picture of this, and it's a picture of Michael Jordan talking to Kobe. Okay. And the, and, and it says, and it's, it's Michael Jordan tell, telling Kobe this, and he says, and I agree with this, he says, just remember, Kobe, we didn't have to team up with two of the top five picks in our own draft class, along with the greatest three-point shooter ever to finally win rings. Okay. And I, I am a firm believer of that, 100%. Who's he referring to as the greatest three-point shooter ever on the Lakers? Uh, no, I'm thinking Ray Allen. Oh, he's, 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 talk- saying, he's I, talking about the Miami. He's saying we didn't have to team up with the three top guys in our draft class and on top of it have the top three-point shooter He's he's referring to we as Kobe and Jordan. Yeah, saying that Kobe didn't yeah, have Col- to do that either. Kobe had Shaq though for I, those couple of years. Yeah, that's my point. That, I know. That's why, when he's I saw most, that, I'm like, yeah, he had Shaq. Wait yeah, a minute, Shaq, Come on, he's the he most, wasn't he in was his draft most, class, but he was one of the, the most dominant, dominant guys centers, in the NBA. Yeah, and yeah, Michael was different, but then you can you can beg to differ. He had Scotty, right? They were Scotty wasn't same. as good as Shaq, though. Scotty was not as good as Shaq. Come on, dude. Better, Shaq was dominant. Scorer? No, not than Shaq. No way. Uh, no. I just, I but just, Scotty was good. Yeah. Let's not knock Scotty. Scotty he was a good. great he was, defender. He was great. He was a great defender, and he can do multiple things. Look at that. Scotty Pippen. Right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I've got a McFarland <laughs> figure. Scotty Pippen. We're staring right at him. He's awesome. I love the guy. 
and he, and I hope he stays with the organization and 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 we see him on TV all the time even more. I wouldn't mind seeing him as a commentator with Stacey King. Oh, I, I kind of like the Neil Funk Stacey King. Though. I love Stacey. Stacey's awesome. All his yeah. like little one word like punchlines and stuff that he uses. He's very witty. He's yeah, very I like smart. Him a lot. He's a he's a great analyst. Gained yeah. a lot of weight. He's a big guy, man. Yeah, and yeah, he always was when he was playing. Right, right. He did but, gain a lot of weight. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, when you see him, you're like, damn, man, that guy gained a lot. But I love his commentary. I never even thought in the wildest street. Like, we used to always He's, say, they say the worst players in the NBA are usually the best coaches. Right. And I remember back in the day when he was playing, I'm like, Will Purdue is going to be the best coach ever. <laughs> and then now it's like you would have never thought when Stacey King was playing. And, dude, Stacey King used to irritate me when he was on the Bulls. Well, he was. They said he was an awesome college player. He but was. He got in the NBA. But what I hated with Stacy is when he had the ball, and I remember because this is when we used to play all the time. We were playing in leagues and at the park and at, at the school, and and I just remember every time the dude went up in the paint, they would always slap the ball out of his hands. He never went up strong. Yeah. And he well, used to irritate me. Him and Marcus Pfizer. Remember Marcus Pfizer? Oh. I couldn't stand those guys. I'm like, come on, man, take it up and like dunk the thing. But they yep. couldn't. Boozer has some of that where he would have thought for the layup. Who would have thought he would have been our favorite announcer right now? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, it's pretty funny. All right. So, anyways, NBA finals, uh, the conference finals. Obviously, uh, Jackman's uh, going in a different direction than I'm going. Uh, he's. I, we're both calling Miami. He's saying San Antonio. I'm saying OKC. He thinks the West is going to beat Miami. I think Miami is going to take the whole thing. So. I mean, I stated San Antonio earlier. I thought the Clippers were going to be OKC. It looks like the OKC is going to win now, but. I'll just stay with us and yeah. what I pick. And we'll we'll see what happens there. We'll see. So yeah. uh, we're going to dig into, should we do draft first, then go Bulls? No, let's go no, Bulls, let's, uh, then yeah. draft, because that's going to be later on, and we can go from there. Kind so, of All right, so love Carmelo. And I can go on with this. This is why I think this is going to be the longest part of the show. We're already 25 minutes in, and we're going to probably talk another 30 minutes with this. Now, the percentage of us getting one of those guys, they said, is very, very high. And this is coming from analysts that talk um, to agents on a daily basis that they know some of these athletes' agents, not the, the players specifically, but a lot of other agents. And obviously, if you're in that business, you obviously hear inside rumors. Um, so they basically said right now the Bulls have an 85% chance to sign one of those players or to get one of those players. Wow. That's higher than I uh, would have figured. To get both, the percentage, and I read this uh, in an article. I, I totally forgot the, I'm sorry, uh, it was on the internet somewhere. I Googled it, and I clicked on one of those weird links on there and stuff. Uh, the percentage of us getting both, and then that's when I started getting excited. And before the show, we were trying to do the math, uh, is 42%, and I think that's a good percentage. Yeah, it is, but I kind of... So now we were, we were doing the math right. for salary cap to say, is that possible? And we did not know that Carmelo, what was it, 30, 32 or 30%? He can get up to 35%. That's nuts. Right, because he's been in D, the league. D-Rose is what, 30? D-Rose is 30%. They made an exception for him. They made the D-Rose rule for him. Yeah, I know. But yeah. it's like you, you sit there, and it's like, so literally more than half of your salary would be in two players. Yeah, that's... More that's sixty percent more. Oh, yeah, that's you know what I mean. And then you got love. You would have to sign. And this honestly, this is what would happen. So if you bring love aboard too, 
Um, I know his, uh, his max pay would be fifteen point seven million that the Bulls can offer him. That the he, Bulls, of can. course, he can get more with some Minnesota, but he doesn't want to stay with Minnesota. Yeah, and if we did that, though, that means you would have to find all these aging veterans that want to win rings, just like Miami did, and you li- literally would have to sign these guys for like two hundred and fifty. And you would have to like scab the whole and roster. You actually, would only have to tell you the truth. What's minimum wage right now in NBA? I'm not sure. It's probably right. a, I, I said, a couple well, hundred thousand. Well, the reason I'm asking is I said 250, and I don't even think that's – I think that's too low for minimum wage in NBA. You, you might be right. I yeah. think it's like six-something. Yeah. So, I mean, it. it I, I've, I've read articles that they said it is likely. Um, there's a lot of scenarios that would have to happen for that to, to, to go through. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to tell you this. I don't think they're going to do that. They would have to give up a lot. I love Kevin Love. The dude's a triple-double machine. Love the guy. And he's a young guy. He's young, and I love the way he plays the game. He's a great defender. He's unselfish. Yes, he's unselfish. I I love the guy. I have his Minnesota jersey. If the dude came to Chicago, I would be so, like, diehard, I'd probably even want to think about buying season tickets. Wow. That's how much I love Kevin Love. It would sure make the Bulls fun to watch again. Uh, Oh, hands down. Now, if we got mellow on top, can you imagine that freaking roster? Man. Noah, then you put Kevin Love, then you have Mello, then you get Jimmy Butler, and then you got D Rose. That starting lineup is better than Miami's right now. And I would love to see Chicago just smash their teeth in. Yeah, me too. Just to see these guys run Miami and and and, and see LeBron lost, not knowing what to do and how to beat this team. I mean, and to be honest with you, the way Tibbs plays guys. You really don't need a bench. Sign these aging guys for like whatever the minimum wage is. I need to find out what minimum wage is. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, that's got to be. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I think it's like. I think it's like 600. Here, Wikipedia it. Because I bet you it's got to be low. Wikipedia it real quick. Oh, you want me to? Do- yeah, Wikipedia it real quick. Just look. Put in Google and put minimum wage and NBA salary minimum wage. And it's going to be different, veterans and rookies. But it'd be amazing to see. I just think the percentage of that possibly happening is, is I mean, 42%. For them to say 42%, it's a lot. Now, for it to happen, we would have to lose a lot of people. And that's, I think, the scary part. And I think one of those guys I'm really um, attached to, and I don't want to see him go. And if he did leave, but I wouldn't keep. I wouldn't say I wouldn't care. I wouldn't mind seeing him go if we ended up getting both of them as Taj Gibson. Yeah, I mean, they they said Taj is going to – they wanted they, him, they to, want him to start, start this year. They I, told him prepare yourself to be a starter yeah, this year. Yeah, they said mentally so I don't, and physically. Yeah, so I don't think they're preparing to get rid of this guy. They want and, him. And that's they developed him. And, that, they and that's what's him. leaning me towards they're not going to get both. No, they're not. I wouldn't say – I don't think they are going to get both. And it's leading me towards saying why they're not probably going to go for Kevin Love because if you're thinking and telling this guy you're going to start next year, I mean, Kevin Love would be in that position. They play the same position, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like you wouldn't do that. All right, one well, minimum okay. wage. All right, well, like you said, it depends on the years in the league. If you get a like a young a guy with, uh, say, two years in the league, it's eight hundred and fifty-four thousand. That's so for the two thousand ten and two thousand eleven season, which it okay. should be, which it should be roughly close. All right. If you get like a like a ten-year guy, it's a it's a million dollars. So you would million, have to find like rookies, basic. You would yeah, have to rookies, find guys three four okay. years in the league. Rookies is four hundred and seventy-three thousand. So you Almost five hundred thousand. So you'd have to go find a bunch of walk-on players that would want to just join your roster, so you can fill spots. Right. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's too likely. I know they said forty-two yeah, percent, but no, you can't. You Th- can't. That's just ridiculous. You wouldn't be able to do that. Now, I know on the roster currently. Um, I mean, you even got Tony Snell making one point four million next year. Yeah, you know what? I'm looking forward to Tony Snell and uh, playing a little bigger part. I think he's going to be his he confidence. Has to. You know what they said? Uh, I heard Tony Snell's. Uh, D rolls. He's practicing in the Berto Center, playing two on two, three on three. With Snell, I heard. Yeah, I heard Snell's one of the guys who's staying on. Yeah. So that shows dedication. That shows this guy wants to improve and play more of a role next year. Yeah. So, bottom line is, here's the deal. I I would really love to see uh, both of them come in. If both of them come in, you're going to have to obviously lose Boozer, Gibson, Dunleavy, and you're probably going to lose four to five draft picks for the next two three years. You're basically gambling away your future. Yeah, you're gam- you're right. So, right. so I, the, I would be happy with just one of those guys. Yeah. So, if you look at scenarios on draft on draft guys, um, the Bulls uh, have the two two. Uh, in well, the they're 20- saying the best option for Minnesota right now is Boston, but Kevin Love doesn't want to go to Boston, and the, what they, what Boston is offering him right now is the this year the number six pick this year, the number seventeen pick this year, so they get two picks. The 2015 first-round pick, Boston's, so they'd get three draft picks, two this year, one next year, because uh, it would be a three-way trade with the Clippers. That's why they would get the one from next year. Jared uh, Jared Sullinger, Brandon Bass, and Gerald Wallace. Okay. For Kevin Love and Corey Brewer. All right. And they're saying for Minnesota, th- three draft picks, Gerald Wallace, Brandon Bass, and Sillinger, they think that's the best bet for them and the best fit. And then Boston would just end up with Love. Corey Brewer, I don't think, is a factor. I don't think, and, and but Kevin Love doesn't want to go. See, um, Minnesota possibly, see, Kevin Love wants to leave because what I'm hearing is he wants to be in the playoffs. He never been in the playoffs in his whole career. Yeah. Now, Minnesota can elect to keep him to stay try to convince him to stay saying we're going to pick up somebody for you and we'll probably make the playoffs this year and they're going to try to persuade him but if not then they probably are going to just you know because he's got one more year in his contract i heard they have a rift with ricky rubio too oh ricky rubio's if you google it there's public knowledge of ricky rubio saying that uh when he announced openly that kevin love said he wants to get traded ricky rubio said that's fine he's not the leader that this team's looking for Wow. Yeah, and I thought that was like, wow. So for him to openly say that, that means that in a locker room or something, they don't like each other. Something must have happened. Yeah, and, and the way I see it is because everyone's heard the rumors of Nikolai Miritich, and Ricky Rubio and Nikolai Miritich have played overseas together in Spain. And and, and Ricky Rubio has been vouching to get Nik, uh, Nikolai Miritich back to Minnesota, and that Minnesota's brass has been listening to Ricky Rubio. So I have a feeling Kevin Love feels that, hey, the upper management likes Rubio more than they like me, and they're listening to him. So if they're going to listen to him, then screw it. You know what I mean? I'm out. And anyways, why am I sitting here? I'm not even making playoffs. Yeah, he wants to be in the playoffs. So he's like, let's let me get out of here. So anyways, so the second option that they're saying, the analysts are saying that that is the best fit for Kevin Love and for Minnesota is Chicago. And Chicago is actually one of the teams that Kevin Love said he wants to come to. It was Chicago, Golden State, and the Washington Wizards now I heard rumors of. Um, we would end up getting rid of our number 16 pick and our number 19 pick this year. Uh, we would end up giving up the rights to Nikolai Mirtich. We would end up giving them 
because uh, it would be a three-way deal. Sacramento's first-round pick next year and Carlos Boozer just for Kevin Love, and I think that's horrible. You think that's giving up too much? You're giving away two of your yeah. draft picks this year plus Nikolai Mirotic. So that's in a way three. You know what I mean? Right, right. Plus Boozer. Boozer, I really don't care. No, I mean, he's, you know, they, they didn't use him too much this year. Yeah, and I you really know, don't care. He sat on the he bench leaves. in the fourth quarter, and I, I think it's pretty much a done deal that he is leaving, especially now, since they told The Taj. other team that's creeping up there is Cleveland now because they got the number one pick this year. So Cleveland now, and the, the, this has not been verified, but they said Cleveland is thinking of offering the first round, the number one pick this year, Tristan Thomas, Deion Waiters. For Kevin Love and Kevin, or Kevin Love and Kevin Martin, the thing is, if you get the number one pick for Minnesota, you can go for Wiggins, you can go for Parker. Uh, uh, Jabari Parker, or you can go for Embiid from uh, from Kansas as well too. So I mean, you can go anyone really, any way, right? You want to go? You got some good stars in that. But coming up. again, he's openly said he does not want to go to Cleveland. So I mean, that's the other problem. You yeah, got but there. does he have much say so in it? I think I haven't because if they trade, I haven't him, I don't read know. anything about a veto like where he can. Uh, yeah, like, veto clause. Yeah, right. I haven't heard anything yeah. like that. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I think if he tells Minnesota no, I don't think they're gonna screw him like that. And just they probably wouldn't if they right. Yeah. Usually. Or no. Here's the other thing as well too. Um, for the trade to happen, I guarantee you the team that's gonna pull the trade off, they're gonna ask for a sign in trade. Okay. Because he only has one year left. Right. So they're going to tell, if the Bulls want him, and they he comes try here, to sign him up the for Bulls are going to tell Minnesota, hey, either you're going to promise us you're going to sign with us, or you sign a contract right now with Minnesota, sign the contract, and then we'll trade for you. Right. So he can stay, not just come exactly. on for one year and then so leave. So if he signs with Minnesota a four-year extension, right. then he goes, okay, he signed the four-year extension. So if we sign him now, we've got him for four more years, then trade him, and now let's let him go to Chicago. Right. Hey, so, but Sacramento has said they'll take him for one year and they don't care if he stays or not. I've heard that. Yeah, I've and that's that. what's scary. It's like, wait, so in a way, Minnesota could screw him now if they want to, and they can be like, all right, well, fuck you. We don't want you anymore. See, you, you're, you're gone. We'll just trade you to Sacramento. We'll get their draft picks, and then you do whatever you want to do in the free agent market because I'm going to lose you anyways. You're not going to resign with yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what stance they got on this. Yeah. Hey, uh, here's a question. Who would you rather have, Carmelo or uh, Kevin Love? Uh, I, I, if, if, if it was one or the other, yes, mellow hands down, hands down. Why is that the next question? Yeah. If you bring Kevin Love in right now, what's your roster look like? Joaquin Noah at center, Kevin Love at power forward. Who's your small forward? Uh, who who do you got? Oh, Dunleavy. You really want Dunleavy to start? Well, or Tony Snell? Yeah, it's going to be, they're going to fight for the job. Jimmy Butler's your shooting guard. D. Rose is your point guard. Okay. What do you mean? No, small forward, if you bring in who? Carmelo? Carmelo no, plays small forward. No, if you bring forward. in Love. Oh, if you bring in you Love. Would have no, yeah, you yeah. would have Noah, Love. Small forward is your weakness. And then you have Butler and Rose. Okay? So think about that. All right? Even if even if you keep the two, well, actually, no, because if you go How with Love. How about Taj? Even, what, what are you going to do with Taj? Hold on. If you go with Love, you lose your two draft picks. Right. Okay? You're going to give up more for well, Love. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to put Taj at small forward? No, he's really a power. Yeah. Yeah. You can so put, lo- you can put Love at center. Again? Yeah, and then you're going to you have him as backup. You can put Love at backup, yeah. What are you going to do? Put Love at center? Then you can't. Yeah. You just got too much too going on there. Yeah, it doesn't mix too good. You go with Carmelo, your roster is set for play. It's pretty strong. You've got Noah at center, Gibson at power forward, 
Carmelo at small forward, Jimmy Butler at shooting guard, D Rose at point guard. Your roster set. Now, on top of it, because you just signed him, you still have your first two round draft picks. Okay. So you can sign those guys, bring them on to backup. And honestly, what I would do with my thir- and, and I'm going to talk about it. And I and yeah, that's why I want to talk about the draft. What would we have to give up to get Carmelo? You talked about Kevin. He's free agent. You have to sign. Right now, Phil Jackson's trying to convince him to sign with the Knicks. Right, and he doesn't. He he was going he can to opt out. He, right, and he said, I, I, "I will," but it's it's Steve. If Steve Kerr was going to come there, he was going to really consider it. And then Phil Jackson said, "Yeah, he's done. He's done. He's going to come." Yeah, but then they lowballed the offer, and Steve Kerr's out. Right and now, all of a sudden, the eyebrows raised for him, and he's like, "Wait a minute! Now Steve Kerr's not coming. Who's going to be the coach?" Okay. Like you said, we could sign him. Like you said, it's not a trade, right? He can opt out. That's true. But uh, would the offer be enough? Because they're thinking about amnesty and boozer. Well, that's would the thing. So you would ha- So if that did happen, yes. you would have to amnesty boozer. Okay. And you would have to get rid of Dunleavy. Yeah. For it to happen. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah, I like Dunleavy, but... It would be nice to have I'd a ra- score. I'd rather have Mello. I'm going to be honest with you. And here's the reason why. Then you get your two draft picks. You don't lose too much, right? Yeah. Then you have your two draft picks. And again, rookies, $400,000. You know right. what I mean? Right. And sometimes you can get a good one. Yeah. Here's my honest opinion. If you can't get a center out in the free agent market right now for a good price, you draft the center. And actually, you don't even have to do them with the first two picks. Because if you look right now uh, in the draft, which we'll dig in deeper... Patrick Young from Florida, 6'10 center, senior, is actually projected right now to go to us in the 49th pick second round. He can back up and play minutes. Yeah, and the Bulls, didn't they sign Greg Smith? He's a backup center yes, for no. He's, he's injured, but yeah. Yeah, he's rehabbing. Yeah. yeah, he's rehabbing right now. Then what you do is then you pick up possibly like, you got Tony Snell. You don't need a backup point guard. You know what I mean? Now, at this time, you can't sign Miritich. What do you mean? But Tony don't play point guard. <clears throat> no, I mean small, uh, small, small forward, forward. Small forward, no. Um, you can't bring Miritich in. He's going to ask for too much money, and we're not going to have that if you sign that, Melo. That's space. Yeah, so then that way you would have to probably draft a power forward. Or if you got Greg Smith, you can even use uh, this Patrick guy for your whatever the case is. Right. But you'd have to probably go out there and draft a power forward. And obviously, DJ's not staying. No. He's going to ask for too much money. Yes. We can't afford him either. No. So then you would have to either pick a point backup point guard or you would have to pick a uh, shooting guard. My personal opinion is at your number 16 pick, you go for a point guard backup. And the reason I'm saying go that fast is because in case D. Rose goes down, you need an impact player that can, that, can, that can jump right into that starting lineup and actually try to play with these guys, which if you've got Mello, Gibson, Noah, and Butler. You need someone can, to set up the offense yeah, but they to get can, the ball moving. If you get a rookie point guard, he, those guys can carry that rookie. Yes. You know what I mean? You can, come on, kid, we can keep running with this. We can tell you what to do and we'll tell you how to play. You don't have to shoot. You just set us up and give us the ball. Right. You don't have to be an awesome scorer because they're going to have some scores. You draft that guy at 16, then if D-Rose goes down, you've got that backup point guard there. Plus, you're going to need someone to fill in when he sits anyways. And then the second pick, I think, is then you go for probably a power forward. Yeah, and then the second pick you got center. You've got a decent. Yeah, because since Hodge is starting now, they're yeah. not going to have a. Yeah, you, I agree. You got a I young agree. core. Even Melo's and not that old. He's thirty. He's right. So even now, like the problem we had is no one wanted to shoot in the fourth quarter. You ain't going to have that problem. Carmelo's a ball hog. Sometimes he shoots a little too much. He'll take the shot all the time. He's not scared. Yeah. So I you mean, know what? He does make a lot of big shots. He, dude, when he was in Denver, he was clutch. Yeah, and, and he I, made some clutch shots for New listen, York, too. And listen, I am a firm believer that 
certain players in certain programs will and will not succeed. Okay. And if and, and and everyone sees this in the workplace. I mean, if you work for a certain company or whatever the case is, you may be a very great employee, but because of your surroundings and the people that are around you, you're not maximizing your capacity. But then you may go to another company, then all of a sudden you love your surroundings and now you're like a you better star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. I agree with players, it's the same thing. You you if you sit there, maybe he just didn't like New York. Maybe he didn't mend well with the players. And believe me, I I know when you play certain sports, there's certain guys you just can't play with. Right. You you learn that and like ah, I don't like playing with this guy. You 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 and me have even said that when we were younger. Yeah. Ah, I yeah. don't want to play yeah. with this guy. Exactly. No, he's a ball hog. He's a ball hog or he's too much. Or right. And you just yeah. sometimes just can't play with these guys. So I honestly feel he's probably just in a situation where he's not being a baby like Dwight Howard and opening up his mouth and saying all this BS because obviously he doesn't want to stock in his agents probably telling him shut the hell up. And then he's just said, you know what? And I have a feeling he comes to ball if he comes to Chicago, you also have to think that all the pressure won't be always on Melo either. No, because you have whole, you D got Rose. Noah and D Rose, right? So like some. Well, Noah's not a great scorer, but he's, he's a not. Great but he's the like defensive player of the year. Yeah. So he's got that that like hey he's somebody right. And then you've got Rose who MVP carried the team on his shoulders for a year and a half, two years. So I mean overall, he did. He did. O- overall you've got it's not. And like, Rose is not a hog. He don't mind passing the ball. Yeah. He's not a hog. He's a pretty, you know, so overall player. I, I, I overall, I think it's. I think Melo's the best direction this team can go I into. Th- like you said, it would leave us stronger in the future. We would have to give up less, you, you're way po- less. Your potential conference final bound. Yeah, v- on the verge, or if not, finals bound. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you get Melo and then you you fit and you, you have a good draft, I honestly think it'd be like, hey, I, I think Chicago can beat Miami. It'll be right there. Yeah, it'll be I right really there. I really do. I think you you would see those and two in the finals. I would love to see. Hey, I'd love to see Melo versus LeBron. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. They have some good matchups against each other. Yeah, yeah. and like I said, dude, when when Melo was in Denver, dude, that one year I remember when they were in the playoffs, he was lights out. Yeah, he's a that clutch, dude was clutch city all over the place. Shooter. Yeah, and, and he can create his shots. That's a big problem, like we spoke of, that the Bulls have. A lot of the guys they can't create their shots for themselves, and Carmelo can. And then you're going to have rolls, and it's going to spread the pressure. I just it ain't hope all going to be on one healthy. guy. Yeah, it would. Lo- it would. Man, almost forgot seeing that guy the whole yeah. season. Now I'm, I'm. I'm actually now going to be really interested in seeing the uh, USA basketball. Yeah, see him, how he does. Just to see how he's playing and what's he doing. And they all said that it's stuff. not a guarantee he's going to make it because they got many good point guards he's now. He's going to make it. Coach K is going to keep him on. They, he likes him. Yeah. 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 Coach I mean, K is going to try to develop I mean, you got, him too you, and help you him got, out. You got. Yeah, I think so. But you got Russell. You got. Uh, the Golden State, what's his name? Curry. You got Russell. Yeah. You got Curry. You got Paul. You got Kyrie Irving. You got yeah, some good but, point guards right now. Yeah, you do, but I, I, there's no way he's going to. He's probably going to give uh, his chance to. And Tibbs right. is very close with Coach K, too. Okay. So they've probably talked already. But anyways, so the Golden State option for Kevin Love. We're going to go back to the Kevin Love, even though I think we're here at WCSN. I think the Red Rebel Army wants uh, Carmelo. Yeah, we'll we should keep start, our we team should make, stronger. We Carmelo should make, shirts. Yeah, we yeah. should make Carmelo shirts and say we, we want, want Melo. We want Melo. They're both great players, but it would keep. We would have to give up less, which would keep us stronger in the future. So the Kevin Love uh, situation with uh, with Golden State would have been David Lee, Harrison Barnes, uh, and Clay Thompson. All three good players. They're very good. Yeah, yeah Clay for Thompson's Kevin, an for awesome Kevin Love shooter. and Kevin Martin. 
So that that could be a good scenario too. There's even the Houston Rockets. I heard involved. the Houston want them too. Yeah. yeah. So and listen to this. Okay. I personally like this one. Okay. Go ahead. The number twenty five pick this year. Okay. This is what Minnesota would get. the The twenty sixteen two years from now first round draft pick. The missile or what? What did he used to call him? Stacy Kinning, Omer Asik. Oh, what are you? He used. I forgot what he used to call him. The missile or something like that. <laughs> Or whatever the case is. Oh, a seek and destroy. A seek and destroy. <laughs> <laughs> so a seek and destroy would be involved. Um, Chandler Parsons. Oh, he's a good player. Yes. And he's a young player. Jeremy Lin, who obviously after New York and that fad hasn't really proved himself again. And Terrence Jones for Kevin Love and, and, and Kevin Martin. And then that way. Man, they would have a lot of star power in Houston. Well, that's the thing. Then you would yeah. have Harden, Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard, and then uh, Kevin Love. That's like. Three so all stars right yeah. there. So the same you would lineup. end up putting basic. Well, Howard or Howard would be your center. You'd have Love at uh, power, power forward, and then Harden's your shooting guard. Yeah. So they would have to just find a small forward and a uh, point guard. Yeah. So Houston's in in the running for it too, but I, I I don't know. Lakers is his favorite team. That's who he where he wants to go. But I thought he wanted to go to a playoff bound. I heard. Yeah. I heard. I read recently that the Lakers will not pursue him. Yeah, and the, and the other thing that? with the Lakers, I did not read that, but I also heard that the Lakers are also going to be doing a rebuilding process, which means that if he does go there, he's whatever. And oh no, I think it was about Melo. They didn't want to pursue. And and the options for Minnesota would be they would get this year's number seven pick, twenty sixteen, a second round pick you know what i mean it's like come on cash uh robert sarke and then then ken uh kendall marshall for kevin love that's horrible for minnesota i wouldn't even pursue it I, if 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 la came to me with that trade i would have been like dude no no option i'm not doing it all right new york knicks this is how sad the knicks are and how this organization has just traded their future away with all these stupid players that they got um they don't even have first round draft picks until 2018 wow so they they would offer uh Iman Schubert, Tyson oh, Chandler, Iman, yeah. Tyson Chandler, and the 2018 first round draft pick for Kevin Love. That's like nothing. That's like the laugh on. No, they're not. Yeah, it's like come on, you're you're even no. out. Like I wouldn't even figure no, about that. No, they're not. Um, the Phoenix Suns one didn't sound too bad. You would get three draft picks: the number 14, the number 18, and the number 27 this year. Three in the first round. So three young players: Alex Len and Channing Fry, who I like Channing Fry for Kevin Love to Phoenix. Yeah. And honestly, I think Kevin Love would fit really well in the Phoenix. Yeah, the West. I've I've heard he prefers the Western Conference. And you got like those guys like Dragic and all those guys. Yeah, he's a great passer. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I think he would fit very well into that offense. He in, probably in, would. In the they Phoenix. score a lot of points out in the West. Yep. And then Sacramento is the team that he just jumped in, and then they they're they're offering the number eight pick, Ben McLemore, Ray McCollum. Uh, Jason Thompson and Jason Terry, who's I didn't even know was still playing. Wow, the Jet. Yeah, and then that would be for Kevin Love. So I, I guess Minnesota can screw him by trading him there. And then the Wizards is the last team that just jumped into the Kevin Love, and that's uh, Alan Miller, who I don't know how long he has left. Uh, Brand uh, Bradley Beal, who's okay. Yeah, he's, um, he proved himself really, good this year. Yeah, but I really think Beal works himself well because he's playing right next to the wall. Yeah, relieve think, some of the pressure yeah, off of him. Yeah, I think them. the moment you take him away from Wall, I don't think Beal would be the player he is. Yeah, that might may be true. I don't and know. And then you, and then he's Mar- a great. He's got a nice shot, though. So. Yeah, and then Martel uh, Webster. So I mean, overall, right now, I mean, the best option for Minnesota would be Boston. I think if they talk Love into going to Boston for Minnesota, that's the best thing because they'd get a better future. Um, other than that, Chicago would be the other one. But I, I, I wouldn't want to go that route. No. E- 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 well, if you get both, maybe, but. 
if you get both, I, I don't know. I just it would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice to see with either one. But like you said, with uh, love, we would have to give up more. With Mello, we would have to give up less. Which would how keep great us would it be? How great would it be if D Rose restructured his contract to cut some of his salary off? Oh man. That would be, you know, I don't think this, this happen, city would though. love him forever. He'd be like a Mike Ditka, those 85 Bears. I mean, yeah. those guys get free dinner everywhere they go to this day. Yeah, they're still well-known around. You see they're Richard, still talked about. Yeah, you see Richard Dent or Mike Singletary walk into a restaurant in downtown Chicago. They're treated like kings to the, today. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Like, oh, it's on still. the house, man. Like they don't won, worry like, about like it. Like they won last year. Yeah, it's like, it's on the house. Don't worry about it. I mean, dude, D-Rose did that and we won rings. I'm telling you, he'd be like a king in the city. Yeah, and I don't think D Rose would. He's not the selfish type of player. I don't think that will like uh, you know not like Melo or Love coming in that they're going to well, take no, their shots. No, he's trying to persuade he him. Help. He's trying to persuade yeah, Love, him right? and Noah. Needs- him and no, no, not Love. Him and Noah are trying to persuade uh, Melo. Melo, to I know in. Noah is is, is uh, Rose also pers- trying to persuade yeah, him too. They said they're texting each other. Oh, good, good. So we'll see what happens. I know Noah. There. They said Noah was uh, pretty chummy with him in the All Star game and uh, trying to get him aboard here. Yeah. And and they said Melo likes Tibbs, and he likes his coaching style. Yes, and he wants. He does, and, and that's I, a good sign. It would improve his defense too, I think. Yeah. So I think it would be better for him as well. You know who needs Tibbs? Harden <laughs> can't play defense. <laughs> There's a lot of guys in the NBA that need yeah. Tibbs. <laughs> um, but uh, the Tibbs rumors of him uh, being sent to uh, uh, any other um, team is is that's all gone and scrapped. I mean, he's, guys, he's still under contract. Well, no, the they Bulls. Can, you can still trade him. You could, but... Doc Rivers. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could, but... So, I heard Tibbs, the only place he would want to coach other than Chicago was New York. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. But I don't think he's going to want to go there now you with can't. Jackson. Yeah, and the team's Jackson's not set. Gonna, no, Jackson's going to want to run the show. He's going to want to pick who he wants, and he's going to want to run the show. He's going to pick, like, one of his uh, former uh, t- uh, players, you know? Like like Kerr, he was going to pick. Now they're saying, uh, what's that guy on uh, the old... Fisher. Yeah. Fisher's in the running, maybe Shaw's in the running, somebody that he's familiar with. Yeah, it's probably going to go to Shaw. Shaw, yeah, he's... Yeah, because they're familiar with the, the when they were in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's where it's going to go. So some of the other rumors uh, is, uh, have you heard of the rift that Butler does not like Tibbs? Well, or I don't had, think it's or quite... They, they had problems this season together. I heard, I heard there was a, a mini thing about, I don't think it was that big. In the playoff uh, series, he felt like he should have yes. got more offensive opportunities. And he didn't. Right. Yeah, and he was a but little upset of, by that and stuff. So. But I think some of that is he's got to make that on himself. Yeah, and you I, know, they I, were, I just... It's not like they weren't giving him the ball. I think they made it into a big deal, and I honestly think when they start camp, they're not even going to remember No, I it. think that's probably squashed by now already. Yeah, so then we obviously talked about the Gibson, Taj Gibson starting. Yeah, so we obviously talked about that as well too, uh, and we uh, went that route. Now, the only thing I want to go over right now is that if we don't get mellow and if we don't get love, which I'd, can happen, yes, I, I would be disappointed. Uh, but then here's the scenarios and some of the players that are out there. Um, you you would have to have to sign Nikolai Miritich from Spain. Over. Does he want to come? Uh, he's a free agent, and he will come. And he's he's said he will come for the amount of money that he's asking. Okay, because they said uh, since they didn't win it last year, he may want to stay and win. 
No, I heard no? he'll come, but okay. I, I, I mean, again, you would have to bring him over. Now, the thing with uh, Nikola Mirotic is that I, I think he has at least, even if you bring him in the NBA right now, he's got at least three years. And people have to understand, European ball is much slower than NBA ball. Yeah, you're going I mean, against better people competition People saw it with Tony Kukoc, my favorite bull of all time. Yeah. Uh, he, when he came to the NBA, he was considered the Michael Jordan of Europe. Right. And he came to the NBA, and the dude was slow, and he just developed a three-point shot. Well, he was, a good, he was a good passer. Remember his nickname, the waiter? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean. For a big guy. Yeah, he was. But I mean, yeah, the NBA's, you know, you got the greatest players in the world here. You got some stiff competition. Yeah, but I think he'd be learning from the best. I mean, for him to Probably come, take him up maybe a year or two to get used I to the speed. I think three. Maybe. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I think I think he'd be learning from the best, though. You got Noah and you have Gibson. Yeah. And they'd be teaching this guy, hey, this is how it works in the NBA. I think it'd be good. But you would definitely have to bring him aboard. We have the rights to him already. So all it would be is being us negotiating a contract with him. That's all it would be with that aspect. So you definitely have to bring him in. Sean Livingston's name's been thrown out there for a backup point guard, which I wouldn't mind. But the thing is, he's somewhat of a starter. He's a, he is a starter. And if you couldn't, bring couldn't, the, couldn't he play uh shooting maybe yeah, and you and can fight move. For, fight for Butler for the yeah, starting job? He's tall enough and then no, not just that, but put Butler at small forward. Uh, why would you start Dunleavy? Butler played small forward in college. I know college players are much smaller. Actually, he he played small forward the, like the first year for the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. If you if you do get Livingston, I wouldn't mind putting Livingston as a shooting guard, which he can play, and yeah. then you just move Butler into small forward. Now our roster would be a lot smaller. It would be a lot smaller. But it's still, it might be a little bit quicker. You never know. But in any case, that that's, yeah, that's the other guy's name that's out concept, there. Yeah. Uh, Devin Harris. Yeah, but again, he's another guy that's a starter yeah. too. Yeah. And then uh, I, I'm not high on this guy after seeing the playoffs, Lance Stevenson. I, I'm just not high on the guy. I don't. Well, right. the last game wasn't his best game, but the game before that was he had a great game. He almost willed in the end at a win that he, game. Yeah, but he, in my opinion, is. I, think, I, I don't know if I want to use the word crazy. No, no. He's just. He's not a, a leader. He's not a guy. Um, he's greatly improved, though. He, he has. made great strides. Yes, but yes. I, I just don't think he's the right fit for the team. I don't. I don't think he fits well with the Chicago Bulls organization. I just. I wouldn't yeah. like to see the guy here. I, I right. just don't like it. Um, Paul Pierce. I hope he's aging, but he's still good. I, yeah, but you know what? He's going to ask for too much money, and I really don't want to see. And him his in his uh, production may that's, fall. You know, yeah, he's on his. That's he's like going bringing down. bringing Rip Hamilton here. Yeah, the Bulls got a. Uh, History of bringing those older guys, and when they come here, they don't do shit. Yeah, I mean, and if you bring him aboard, he'd be, have to play like a Ray Allen role. The guy who never plays until the fourth quarter or the end of the second when I need the guy to pop the three-point shot. I think he'll play a little more than uh, Ray Allen does, but I know what you're saying. He's not going to play heavy minutes now because of his yeah. age. And I would really hate if they signed him and they put him as starting small forward. You know, if they give him I big w- money. I and, would yeah. really be disappointed as a Bulls fan. Yeah, like, you well, had the opportunity to bring Melo or Love here. Right. And then we have to sit here and sell, settle for, how old is Paul Pierce? 37, 38? He might be like 36, 37. Like, yeah. I got to sit here and yeah. settle for a 36-year-old aging NBA star. You know, the Bulls' history is a lot of times they do settle for somebody yes. like that. They don't They don't go after, like, a Melo. At all, yeah. No, so. That's why I'd I'm be kind, very happy if they get Melo. Yeah, I mean, it would be a change in uh, status quo, definitely. Yeah. 
So, uh, and then there's also rumors just for the bench, Torrey Murray from the, from the Knicks. The Warriors are interested, in, uh, the Nets are interested, uh, the Bulls are interested, but overall they're, he, they're thinking of pick, picking him up off the bench. Wouldn't be bad. Um, the draft, uh, I know I've said the NFL draft or the NFL draft is one of my favorites, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think watching the NBA draft, and this is just the memories of of I've I can even remember going back to even watching the uh, Hakeem Olajuwon get drafted. Wow, uh, Charles Barkley. You know they're going to have Jordan. a documentary about the '84 draft, one yeah. of the greatest drafts. I in remember, history. I remember all those moments. I remember Alonzo Mourning get drafted and watching it live on ESPN, and and Larry Johnson, Grandmama, Grandmama, uh, yeah. and all these guys like. To me, I, I used to stay glued to the TV, and it was it was an event for me watching the NBA draft. And uh, uh, it, it's it's June twenty sixth. It's a Thursday. Okay, uh, on ESPN. Uh, obviously, you got the I'm big gonna three. Be tuned. You got Parker on there, or Par- right now, no one really knows which way they're going to go. But you got Imbid, uh, Wiggins, and Parker that are going to be potential top picks. Uh, so we'll see what happens and how it goes. Uh, but uh, there's some guys that I really. After watching some video of some of these guys, and I really like watching just to update and refresh myself, um, Dante Exum from Australia. I've not seen this guy play until recently. This guy is, he's amazing. And they're, they're, they're projecting him to go close to about fourth or fifth round. Uh, actually, they have him in a mock draft going into the Orlando Magic with the fourth pick. But um, he's a guy to keep your eyes on. Uh, I think he's really, really... Uh, talented i think he's going to fit very well uh with some teams um i think that overall the the biggest flop in my opinion uh is going to be market smart i i I don't think he's going to go anywhere in nba and i think with oklahoma states uh, i I don't know i I know a lot of people like smart but i just don't see him succeeding in nba um and i think he's got a lot of uh He's got a lot of potential, but he needs a lot of, of, of heavy focusing to get there. Uh, people are forgetting about Julius Randle as well, too. Um, I think he's going to be an impact player. Um, I think he'd be a really good impact player for the Bulls. I think he would have been hands down much better. Aaron Gordon from Arizona, people forget about. He's only a freshman, and he's actually another impact player as well, too. I just wish the Bulls would have came up on these parts. Yeah. Because then we could have went for players like this. And yeah. these guys could have been potential starters in some in some uh things um but i'm gonna go down and there's a couple other guys that are going a little bit late into the draft um there are going to be a lot of international players in this draft so you're you're basically looking at i think it's uh uh one guy from belarus two croatians you got dario saric uh again these guys are young guys so they're going to be guys that are not going to make an impact the international players right away. Um, you got Jusef uh, Nurkic from Bosnia. So you got a lot of Yugoslavian descent type of players coming in. Um, but these guys are not going to be impact players. They're going to be guys who are going to be in the league, and they're going to take a couple of years to go in. Um, projected 16th pick for the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Who's it? Gary Harris, Michigan State. He's a shooting guard. Shooting guard. And they actually are – I've seen him play before. I've seen Michigan State obviously play in the tournament. Uh, I've seen some of their their games. I'm a Big Ten guy, obviously, fighting Illini, uh, Northwestern. But they're saying that he's going to compete with Jimmy Butler, and I don't think so. They said that he can potentially take Jimmy Butler's spot away. Okay. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Here's the good thing with Gary Harris and the video I've seen of him and the games I've seen him play. He is a great catch-and-shoot player. 
So he's an amazing sp- uh, uh, catch and shoot. Uh, he has a great shot and a good perimeter shot on the outside, um, but but that's pretty much it. I don't think he has the strength and the ability to slash and get into the paint as okay. as a shooting guard. So, right, right. Um, Talking about that, what do you think the Bulls' biggest weaknesses are and what positions should they go after? Small forward and backup center for Noah. Because if you don't get a center, Noah's going to be hurt by playoff time. You need someone, and not a Nazir Mohammed. You need someone that can put up quality points, and you need a big body. And and the guy that they're projecting to get in the second round would be that body. I think that it's it's an overall great pick. There's, how, about, how about point guard or shooting guard? There's Cephalosha's buddy, Clint Capella. Oh, okay. So he's a six eleven power forward. Wow. Okay. So he's got he's, some size. Yeah, he's he's a, a pretty good guy. Uh, the number the nine, Bulls may need some size too, don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Now they're projecting, and I hope they don't go this route. Uh, Tyler Ennis from Syracuse. He's a great player. I'm not trying to knock him. I just don't think – I think the Bulls can get a point guard out in the market. I don't think they need to draft a point guard. Okay. That's my only worry yeah. right now with that. I mean, right now you need to draft small forward and a center, hands down, and you can't go any other direction or any other way. Now, the other sleeper I'm going to pick um, – uh, there's a guy from Mafia. I forgot as well, too. Utah Jazz go for a lot of... Uh, oh, Shabazz is the other guy that's out there that obviously didn't do the, uh, too great during the season for UConn, but came through clutch in the tournament. And I think that uh, he's projected to go 24. Um, great point guard. I mean, if they drafted him, I wouldn't mind. But, I mean, again, we've got other needs, I think, in the in, in the team that we need to to look at instead of looking at a point guard uh, position right now in the draft. So, Big Nick, if safe the Bulls do not acquire Melo or uh, Love, the starting lineup as of now is going to be, you're going to have Noah at center, right? Yes. You're going to have Todd power, forward. power uh, forward, yes. You would have to Small sign. Small forward, who would you going to have? Don Levy? Well, you would have to sign Miritich. So Miritich would be your backup power forward. Uh, you're, you're starting small forward who Dunleavy probably right yeah as of right yeah. now before yeah. the draft even happens it would have to be Dunleavy yeah and then uh, Butler and Rose Butler and Rose and then that way you would have to sit here and draft and at that point you're going to have to look at drafting a small forward I think and how far you think that team would go uh, we're lucky if we get seven eight spot and seven eight six seven eight spot in the playoffs what were they this year number four though number four. You think they're gonna go worse with the addition of you're roles? losing Boozer, so you're losing the death off the bench now. Yeah, you are losing. So bench. you're losing that. Your small forward. You, you keep in mind we had Deng in the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's true. Now you don't have him. No. Well, we can't and, have him. And we we may lose. Uh, you're, what, gonna, you're gonna lose Augustine. Well, yeah, but if if no one comes, we may be able to resign him. But does who's that, our power forward? Who's our power forward backup gonna be? You would have to sign Miritich from from uh, from Spain. The only thing is, he doesn't really play power. He plays kind of like a small. He you plays know like I mean? a Dirk Nowitzki. He yeah. plays on the outside and shoots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so that's, I, we would be. A some, si- we're going to need. You know what? The Bulls were great all season in reboundings. Mm-hmm. Then when they played the Washington Wizards, it's horrible, horrible. But that's I because mean, they had good size. They had size. That's what I'm saying. I think we need some size now, especially with Boozer uh, supposedly going to be uh, leaving. So this guy, okay, uh, his brother plays for Milwaukee right now. He was drafted. He's a rookie this year. His brother's name's Yanni. They're from Greece. Okay. Uh, they're, nat- big- they're naturally born in uh, in Nigeria. They were born in Greece. Their fam. Uh, their his his father's from Nigeria. His mother's uh, Greek, I believe, and they moved to Greece. Um, their his brother in Milwaukee has. He's six eleven. 
Okay, um, good. He ha- they, he has currently the longest wingspan in the NBA. Wow. His brother's 19 years old. And he's in the NBA already? Yeah, he's older. Oh. Yanni had one of the best breakthrough seasons as a rookie. Uh, didn't I don't think he won. No, he didn't win Rookie of the Year. But they're saying that this guy has a huge upside for a 19-year-old. He's already like making contributions to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and they're, they, they're calling him the Greek freak. Okay. So his brother is now here, and he's potentially going to be drafted to Oklahoma, the OKC now. So, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a small forward. I don't think he'll make an impact right away either, but I think overall, I think you're, he, I think he's going to make a huge impact as well. Uh, and then let me find you the Patrick. Uh, for the second round, we actually got number 49 in the second round. Uh, and Patrick Young, I want to show you this guy's body. I mean, okay. he's a big guy. He's going to put some size into the paint for us. I, mean, I think we need some size. Yes. Yeah. Realistically, this guy is bigger than Noah size-wise, wideness and thickness overall. So height-wise, no. Noah's got the height. But th- this guy, I think we need him desperately, and I would not mind having this guy in the team. I think he'd be good in addition. I've seen him play a couple games in Florida as well, too. Uh, was a beast in the paint, man. The guy's just a, a all-out beast in the paint. Um, Patrick Young, 6'10 center. He's a senior. Okay. So upsides on him. He's a great interior player. Uh, he's a monster in the paint, like I said. He's a big body and would be a huge addition to the overall of the Bulls team. Yeah, I mean, because against Washington, we got severely out-rebounded. Yeah. I mean... Uh, he would give Noah some rest. Yeah. The go- other- Here's the other good thing. I really like guys who leave as seniors in the uh, uh, from, from college. I think they're a little more mature. I, I yes. prefer that. And I think they play more smarter. Yeah. Now, I understand there yes. are exceptions, and I know there are some players that when they come in, like Kobe and stuff, whatever the case there is. There are but exceptions, but I, I, I prefer overall the college seniors, experience. Yeah, seniors coming in have more experience, and, and I think overall – uh, I think this this cat's going to be a good guy to have on our team. They could make an impact sooner, I would say. You know, unless you're a freak talent like LeBron or a Kobe. Yeah, but those, those guys those only are come the along. You yeah, have. they they don't come along often. Yeah, so uh, it, it's going to be exciting to see. I, 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 so I'm looking June 26, huh? June 26th. It is a Thursday uh, NBA draft. I love watching it. I love seeing the reactions of the players when they're drafted. They're with all their families. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I just, like that. It's, it's an exciting it's, time. It's, yeah, it's a happy yeah. moment. It's an exciting time. Uh, I, I just I just like it. And uh, then I love uh, hearing the analysts of what they're talking about, basically, at the end. So uh, I, I really like that stuff, too. But it's going to be a fun time. I, I, I uh, am excited about it. And uh, I, I, I guess we'll see what happens. I just hope uh, I can tune in and watch it. Yeah, me too. I'll be looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, what else you got on your list? You got anything else? No, that's about it. I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about for today. So that's not bad. About an hour. No. Yeah. And we're going to try to get back with you guys uh, when the matchups are set for the finals, huh? Yeah. We can probably have more rumors as well. Actually, you know what? I think we'll come back about right after the draft. Or no? That's no, that'll be after the finals. Right. We'll Let's do, try to come back before. We'll do the one finals. after the finals. Hopefully, there's more no, more rumors and possibly trades that went through. Okay. So then we can even be talking about some trades and maybe a new look for the Bulls roster. I don't think they can do the trades until July, right? The free agents and stuff. Um. Yeah, but they can pull some. No, that's the, the signings. But they can still pull trades. Okay. Uh, and then we can see what happens, and they can pull trades during the draft too, buddy. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why true. I love watching that's them because then they can be like Kevin Love traded, boom. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think that we'll uh, we'll be doing that, and then uh, we'll come back. Um, some real quick hits, and I know we're doing this towards the end. Um, we are going to be doing a soccer show. Very excited. Um, I am a Liverpool fan, uh, diehard Liverpool Reds fan. Uh, we will be doing a soccer show uh, this coming week, and we'll be posting it very, very soon. We're going to be recapping the English Premier League. We're going to be going over the World Cup, the group play, the predictions, uh, what we're looking like. Uh, very excited. We're two weeks away from the, the start of the World Cup. We're going to have some very, very great guests uh, and give some great input and uh, have some great conversation about World Cup soccer. Uh, and we'll actually go over the Champions League with Real Madrid and uh, Atletico Madrid. We'll see what's going on with uh, that. That's Corner Kick Radio that's going to be on. Uh, and you guys can see that, obviously, if you're on our SoundCloud um, it'll be under Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. You can find it on SoundCloud. Or, again, if you follow us on Facebook or on Twitter, you can see that. Uh, and you can see the shows on that as well, too. Boxing. One more round radio. We got huge reaction off our first show, guys. Everyone liked it. A lot of people listened. Got some great comments on it. Uh, we're going to be coming back again. And that's going to be when, Mr. Jackman? Uh, June 6th, guys. The night, the day before that's- the Cotto Martinez fight. So June sixth is the Cotto Martinez. Well, no, June uh, June seventh is the Cotto Martinez 7th. on a Saturday. So we're gonna try to be doing this on June sixth, and yep. we're gonna be recording one more round radio so that we can go over that fight uh, and some of the other fights. And actually, because of the local Chicago boy, uh, Mister Funfara, had a great fight. Oh yeah, he did himself great. Even I mean, though he lost, he put a name out for himself. He put a man. very good name. He put a great effort, and he had the champ down in the ninth round. We're yeah. going to go more in depth with that. Yeah, it's so going to be a fun show, guys. We'll be going over that stuff as well uh, on June 6th on One More Round Radio. Uh, again, we're going to be looking forward to Bears Camp starting in about another month as well. That's fun uh, times. Can't wait for that to start, too. We still don't know who's going to end up going into uh, uh, Hard Knocks. That's still up in the air. Right, they didn't announce it yet. So. Yeah, so a lot of things to cover, guys, this summer. It's going to be very exciting to cover it and bring it to you guys. Again, follow us on the Twitter, at WCSN, the number three. Uh, like us on our Facebook page, Windy City Sports Network. Join us on SoundCloud so you can listen to us or f- even follow us on SoundCloud. It's under the two shows, which would be Windy City Sports Network. It's under the Windy City Sports Network tag. But you can also find us if you put Windy City Sports Network in. The two shows are Chicago Sports Country Radio. And don't forget Wrestle Talk Radio as well, too. Uh, so we got Wrestle Talk Radio with Levi, the legend. Yes. Often often handcuffed, never arrested, he says. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And I hope Levi's listening to this. Uh, and then what else do we got show-wise? I think that's all we got. So Yeah, there's going to be a game tonight. The Heat against the Pacers. And then after that... Thursday, there's going to be the Spurs, which I'm really looking forward to because that's a 2-2 series. The Spurs versus OKC. I believe the winner of that more than likely is going to decide the winner of the series. Um, Listen, guys, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud, like we said before. We're all on there. Please leave comments. Tell us what you guys like. Tell us what you dislike. Share this with everybody. Local podcasting in the city of Chicago. Windy City Sports Network. I'm Big Nick. Mr. Mush Jackman's with me. Had fun, guys. Uh, Windy City Sports Network. This is Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, guys. Thank you again. We will be seeing you really soon. Good night. Sleep tight, Chicago.